You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about why you need to do your own PR. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest, Alistair Clay. Let me tell you all about him. He is an award-winning former national journalist with over 20 years experience working in the media and PR. Today, he and his wife, Gemma, created Class PR, which provides a step-by-step system for getting media coverage. They basically help people remove the PR guesswork, and the cost of hiring expensive agency. He hosts the hit podcast, The Famous Business, and he can pitch with the best. He is the co-founder of ARC7 Communications, and he leads on crisis and issues management, thought leadership, media relations, and media training. He's led media campaigns for the Haiti earthquake, Alzheimer research, and so much more. Welcome, Alistair. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Hi, Nancy. Good to be with you. Well, that was that was a very comprehensive introduction. I think that's most of my achievements to date. Um, yeah, I guess what I'm super excited about at the moment is the work that Gemma and I are doing with Class PR um, and, and how we're helping hundreds of small businesses, entrepreneurs and startups learn how to do their own PR, as you say, so they don't have to spend thousands of dollars on, on a PR agency. Yeah, that's amazing because I know it's effective and people are a little scared by the price. To get everyone on the same page, can you share the meaning of PR, press release, media coverage, all of that? Because I think people that don't know the field blend it all together and they sure. don't really know what that means. Sure. Yeah, and I think it's true. And it's, it's, I always find it funny that I think the PR industry has a PR issue itself. <laughs> so, yeah, so PR stands for public relations. So at the broadest level, PR is really – the discipline is really about how you – as a business, engage with all of your audiences, all of your publics, and it's all about shaping your reputation and uh, persuading people to trust your business. So they were going to they're going to buy your services, they're going to buy your products. Now, where there's a slight misunderstanding, <clears throat> like I say, is that PR has, on the whole, though, people uh, understand PR to do with media coverage, press coverage, getting on TV, getting on the radio, getting in the newspapers, magazines, blogs, podcasts. And, me, and that's media relations, and that is one aspect of PR. Um, but for most people, especially small business owners, entrepreneurs, they're the same thing, really. And a press release is the, the main tool that you would use to, um, to communicate your story that you have as a business um, to get a journalist to write about you or a blogger to write about you or a podcaster like you, Nancy, to interview you. Um, so yeah, the, the press release is really the, the, the tool that you use to communicate a story about your business via the media. That totally makes sense. Funny that the words, the letters are the same PR and press release, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people do get confused. I've had people think that PR is just an abbreviation for the word press. 
Um, and like some people think it means press release, but no, it's PR is public relations. How you, how you or your business relates to its publics. And on the whole, that is that historically that has been through the media. Um, of course, in the digital age, that can be social media, like I say, blogs and podcasts, but it's still predominantly about media relations. And what makes PR different to say advertising is that the coverage of your business, say uh, I run, say, I don't know, say I've got a business um, developing a new app that helps me um, control the temperature in my house or something like this. I'm saying that because it's very hot in the UK at the moment. Now, I could, I could take out an advert in the New York Times, spend thousands of dollars and go buy my new temperature control app. And, and that's great because there's going to be a lot of awareness around that and people are going to see that. But people know it's an advert, so it doesn't have much authority behind it because people know that I've just paid for that to go in there. I mean, I'm not knocking advertising. It's one tool in a marketing uh, toolbox, but it doesn't have the authority that PR has. Now, the reason PR, press coverage, media coverage has authority is because if I am somebody who every week reads the New York Times, I love the New York Times, I trust the New York Times as a, as a media source, if one week they write a story about this amazing new piece of technology which allows me to control the temperature in my house I go wow have you read about this business it's it's amazing look what these guys are doing and so that comes with so much more credibility and trust and then having read that I may well then go on to Google and look you guys up and think about buying your product so it's a different way to sell um, but it comes with uh, a lot more sort of authority and credibility behind it but it's, it's harder because, of course, I can buy an advert tomorrow. That's easy. But to get press coverage, I have to know how to work with journalists, how to tell stories about my business. If I just try and – if I phone up a journalist and say, will you write about my great new temperature control app, they're not going to write about it. What a journalist wants is a story. And what me as a business owner, what I as a business owner want is exposure. And so what we do with Class PR is teach business owners to understand how to tell stories about their business which are newsworthy so that they can get the coverage that will lead to sales that will lead to increased awareness and credibility and trust and that's, that's great in your experience is it better to pitch an unsolicited story to a reporter or to respond to a query like helpareporter.com or a combination of both of those a combination of both nancy every time so um, <clears throat> helping you should all whatever you do you should always be thinking about how can I help the journalists do their job because journalists nowadays are incredibly time poor newsrooms have had huge cutbacks so a one journalist is now doing the job of four so they will be writing stories day in day out and looking for case studies especially if they're a business journalist small business journalist they'll be looking for case studies to, to illustrate maybe a feature they're writing or a news story so if you can help them because I've been a journalist and I know that I might have an hour to write a story. I'm like, God, I need to find a, a small wine grower from California or something to speak to for this story. Then if, if, if you are helping them, if you're saying, hey, I've got a great case study. I know this, this business over here, you should write about them. They will love you for that. So one, you're going to get exposure from doing that sort of, um, that sort of becoming a good source for journalists. Over, um, the big hashtag that we use over in the UK is journo request and PR request. Journalists use that hashtag every day on Twitter. And if you follow that, you can see what journalists are writing about. And you may well, as a business owner, have a case, story, a case study or some information that can help them. 
Secondly, if you are then building your relationships with journalists by being a useful source and a useful uh, supplier of information for them, when it comes to the time in, in the year where you think, hey, we've got this amazing new product or this amazing new service, and I think we can build a story around this, if you then go to those journalists you've been helping, they are much more likely to open your email, they are much more likely to read it, and ultimately they're much more likely to write about you because they know that you are a trusted source of information, you're reliable, and you're going to help them to tell a good story. That's great. Can you repeat those hashtags again? I'm going to check those out. Yeah, yeah. so um, in, in the UK certainly, and I think they may be over in the US as well, you've got hashtag journo request and hashtag PR request. So those are on Twitter and every day journalists are putting uh, you know, tweets out on there saying, I'm writing a story about three-legged dogs. Has anybody got a three-legged dog owner I can interview? Also, you know, I'm being silly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that hashtag just runs and runs and runs. And um, you can look on there and, and often you can pick up, um, pick up uh, opportunities to get your business um, you know, some, some, some quick exposure. I'm a huge fan of Harrow. I've been quoted in Fast Company and Truly on some other pretty big magazines wow. uh, through the Harrow. But this sounds like it's almost like a real-time Harrow in the U in the UK, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. I was speaking to a friend the other day who's a journalist on the Guardian, and um, uh, and uh, Emma Shepherd, and she was saying, you know, she uses and you know, and she's she's getting at least two hundred email pitches a day. And, and so, you know, the volume of information that she's trying to consume and at the, at the same time, she's writing ongoing stories and she will always use a hashtag journal request on Twitter to try and find case studies. Because I, I was a journalist before social media came along and I can tell you what an absolute nightmare it can be to find case studies. You might think that if I'm writing a story about new tech startups or new, I don't know, low carbon, clean tech startups or something, that it would be easy for me to find businesses at a moment's notice to write about. But before social media came along, and, and it, was, it was really difficult. Whereas now I know as a, as a journalist, you can just stick out a request on hashtag journal request. Hey, anybody know any clean tech businesses who'd be interested in speaking about working from home? I don't know, something like that. And you'll get responses. And like I say, a journalist, you know, they are incredibly time pressured. Today's story is the most important thing in the world, but tomorrow they're on something completely new. And um, yeah, so there are opportunities out there if you know if you know where to look and then how to present the information to them in the way that will appeal to them. What's a typical turnaround time? For a new story. Like when you were in the field, did your boss come to you and say, okay, Alistair, I need a report on the three-legged dogs by, yeah. and then what is it? Did they give you a day, an hour, a week? It, it really depended on the type of the story. But I mean, there were some days when I was writing four or five new stories a day. So, you know, and they would be kind of like 400 words each. So I might have sometimes from start to finish two hours on a story. So, you know, it's, it, the, that's what people don't appreciate when they're, they're doing, and, and, and that was print journalism. So, you know, with radio and TV, it can be even quicker. So this is where a lot of small business owners get tripped up is that they, they don't appreciate the speed at which the mainstream media is working. And unless you are willing to be reactive and move at that pace, you're not going to be able to seize those opportunities. And they really are there for small businesses. Sometimes small business owners say, oh, the media only want to write about, you know, businesses with eight-figure turnovers or things like this. That's not true at all. They, they, they're really interested in championing small businesses. 
but they, you know, they move at an incredibly quick pace. And I've seen startups miss golden opportunities to be in, you know, the Guardian or the Times or the BBC because they they, they saw an opportunity either on journal request or a journalist emailed out to a to a network, and then they said, oh yeah, we'll get back to that tomorrow. Well, too late. Yeah. And then they see their competitor get the media coverage. So you've really got to be willing to um, work at their speed and not at your speed. <laughs> oh, I absolutely believe that. So I actually wrote a book on Harrow, helperreporter.com, and how to get featured. Yeah. And one of the tips is you need to respond within 15 minutes because the journalists yeah. are getting swamped. And within 15 yeah. minutes, they've got enough. Is that true? Yeah, uh, 100%. It is a race. It is a race. And so two ways you can get to be at the front of that queue is is one yes respond quickly but also it becomes a virtuous circle that if they use one of your first contributions a case study a comment a quote or something like that the next time an opportunity comes around journalists are very habitual because they need to know that people aren't going to let them down and so it becomes easier and easier to get media coverage the more you get because a journalist will go, oh, yeah, I remember them last time. They were great. They really helped me out. I mean, not every time they're going to use you because they're going to need different case studies. But you will be able to build on that, that reputation that you have as being a reliable source for a journalist. So, yeah, I mean, 15 minutes is quick, but it's not far off that. It really isn't because me putting on my old journalist hat, I'm sitting there. I've got a new, I know that I've got like uh, maybe 9 o'clock in the morning. The journalist said, right, we need this story out by lunchtime today. So I'm doing my research. I'm pulling everything together. I need two case studies. So I put out a message. I promise it to four because I know two are going to let me down. Sure enough, they let me down. And by the time I've written it, it's done. It's filed. It's sent, it's sent to, uh, to, to be uh, proofread. That's it. I'm on to the next story. There's no time to breathe. And then if somebody phones me up 15 minutes later and go, oh, do you still need a case study on uh, clean tech businesses or something? It's like, sorry, that's, that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was two hours ago. So when you yeah. say let you down, you mean they, they didn't respond, maybe because they weren't sitting at their computer or something? Or is they this just, yeah, they crappy just, information? bit of both so some people you know they just they just don't get back to you in time or they promise that they're going to get back to you as a journalist and they don't um but also that they, yeah they give you crappy information they give you really boring quotes i mean that's another thing that that we teach people when they're creating their press release from our press release template is you know the quotes that you deliver need to have passion behind them as a small business owner they need to explain the why behind your your product or your service or the new thing that you're launching you know if you just if the quotes just sound dry and dull and don't add any life to the story then i'm not going to use them as a journalist wow this is really good having some inside information let me ask you once i get quoted i schedule something in my social media tool which is co-schedule to drip out on various channels you know for maybe four or six weeks not back to back every day but i do tag the people that write it what are your thoughts on that is that worth my time or is that not do you mean you, you mean you at them on twitter no i mean um so when i was in fast company i wrote something i had different yep. things but yeah on yep. twitter i might say oh so excited to contribute to this article by alistair yep. in yep. inc check it out here so it's my yep. way of sharing the author's yep. article is that good or bad that's 100% good, 100% good, because, um, yeah, the journalists, you know, they, they're right. They want, their, um, they want their copy. They want their stories to be read. 
and the fact that you are uh, sharing their stories, the, the fact that you are atting them and then they're, they're, you know, they're, they're seen to be a popular journalist in their news, in their news feed on Twitter. Um, now that's definitely a good thing to do. You obviously you then increase the, the readership of the article because if you act me as the journalist then I'm going to retweet that because you've added me, um, maybe not all the time, but, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a wholly positive thing to do. And, and, and like I say, you know, um, some, I mean, I know, uh, it was only on a regional newspaper over here in the UK, but the journalists on that news desk were being judged by how many hits their individual stories were getting on the website. So their news editor was set, you know, was having a league table at the end of the week and going, Nancy, your, your story's only had 15 hits this week. Um, you need to get that up. And so the journalists are pushing me as the PR guy to like share it, tweet it, you know, at the journalist, get them to, so, so no, the more it can be shared, the, you know, the, 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 the better. So that's definitely a good thing to do. And also it deepens your connection with that journalist. So, I mean, of course you don't want to like at them every five minutes, that might send them a bit bonkers, but you know, within a, within a reasonable, within a reasonable level, they will like that. They'll be reminded of you and they'll be more likely to use you in the future. That's great. What is the process to get the media attention if somebody isn't asking for it? So now I'm being proactive versus reactive yes. and not necessarily with a press release. Is it best to just reach out with a topic and say, I've got a story on topic A, B, and C, or send them the entire write-up and hope that they include it? Well, you say not with a press release, but I would say with a press release. But where I'm going to differ with you, where, where we may differ here is what I mean by a press release. So what I mean by a press release is not just a kind of a dry list of information. What a press release should be is a genuinely newsworthy story about your business. And the discipline of creating a press release, and we have a press release format that teaches people how to do this themselves, is a way to identify the things that are in your business that are either new, a first, disruptive, intuitive, counterintuitive, uh, have a particular strong human interest story. Those are all the things that make news. And to help you to present that information, it, frankly, as a news story, as a journalist would write it. Because then if they get that piece of information from you about your business, to so say you're launching a new product, you know, I would be very reluctant just to write to a journalist and say, hey, would you write about us because we're launching a new video game this week or something? It's like, what, what's, what's different about it? What's a first about it? What's new? What's innovative? That is your news angle. Of course, you want that plug about the new thing that you're launching, the new product, the new service. But you have to dress it up within a news story. And so what you, want, what, you, what you want to do is to think, we, we talk about the three news lenses. So do I have a business news story, a human interest news story, or an event-based story? And then within those three news lenses, there are another, another three questions that you can ask. I won't go into them all now, but they allow you to kind of apply a filter to your business to understand exactly where the news is within your business. We call this process story finder. Once you've done that, you then build press releases. You can, you know, just copy and paste that into an email and say, "Hey, I've got, hey, journalist John, I've got, uh, I've got." You know, when when we talk about pitching as well, we don't waste time. I would literally email to a journalist and say, "Hi, John, I've got a great story about X. Thought you might be interested. See the full press release below." Just cut to the chase. Don't get too caught up in, "Hey, nice weather we're having for this time of year," and all that sort of stuff. Journalists are time poor. They want stories immediately tell them you've got a story and then embed that story in it, it like i say i'm it's a press release 
but it's actually because I've come from a journalist point of uh, background it's written as a news story with a great headline a killer intro part so in less than 25 words you basically want to encapsulate your entire story and then flow into more factual detail the quotes in your press release and uh, you know from your key spokesperson and then flow less than 400 words but you can write your news story in that format and a journalist will love it because you're doing their job for them i mean a lot of the press releases that the guys you've been through class pr create they're copy and pasted into the news <laughs> because they are written as news stories not as advertorial sort of full of exaggeration and hyperbole a journalist doesn't want that if you give them a story they'll love you for it i was totally going to ask you that if they cut and paste it because i've had stories do that where i wasn't expecting it and i was like yeah. okay now i better make sure everything is perfect grammatically and yeah yeah i was really surprised they did that since you were talking about that press release template i have already downloaded and people listening this is amazing so perhaps alistair you can tell people where they can download that free template yeah 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 sure so if you just go to class-pr.com that's our that's our website and right at the top there you can just click on get the template it's all over the website but basically click on get the template and what that offers you and um, we've just updated it actually is a beautiful um, two-page press release template, which is actually a press release, which is written as a press release, but it's educating you on how to write a press release. And then there's also a worksheet alongside it, which gives you, which outlines the boxes in which you can put your information so you can really build your own press release, starting with the headline, then your intro par, then your second and third paragraph, which allow you to elaborate on your story, then your quotes, then your notes to editors, and then you finish off the press release. So the press release template with the worksheet really, I mean, and this has been used, and I'm not exaggerating here, to get thousands of pieces of big national media coverage over the last 10, 15 years. I've seen it work for a lot of businesses. So and that's, that's there free for you. So yeah, if you just go to class-pr.com and click on get the template, and then tell me what press coverage you got. <laughs> It's a great template, and I've read a lot of books on PR that come from like PR Web and the other people sure. that actually put out press releases, but this is a really, really nice tool, and it's free. You also have a, an online course for the do-it-yourselfers. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about what that covers and where people can check it out? Yeah, so that course is called Famous. Again, that's also available if you go to class-pr.com. Uh, sorry, class I'll, pull, I'll stop that again. I'll start. That was terrible. <laughs> Hyphen works too. Okay. Yeah, we do have an online course. It's called Famous, and that's also available at class-pr.com. Now, Famous is a is an online course which really is the A to Z of understanding how to do PR for your own business as a small business owner. So it takes you through the process. And what we what we've done with Famous is to build the a recipe, if you like, the algorithm for doing PR for your own business, built on 20 years of experience. It takes you through seven key stages of understanding who your audiences are, your key messages, and the best media channels for you, then how to find the stories in your business, how to, how to rate how newsworthy they are, which means then how to identify the best target media, how to find contacts in those media outlets, how to write your news story, how to pitch your news story, and then how to amplify, amplify the impact of your media coverage when you get it. So most people take about four to six weeks to do the online course. It's all there for you. You also get a, a monthly um, webinar, which is led by Gemma and I, my wife, who uh, we actually run Class PR together. Um, on that coaching call, you can ask, 
questions about whatever challenges you're having. Uh, you know, you may have put some pitches in and not got replies and we can help you understand how to tweak that or how to tweak your news story. So yeah, basically it's a fantastic online community. We've got hundreds of members now and small businesses come in, they do the course, they come on the monthly coaching calls and by the end of a year, they do not need a PR agency. You know, they are in a position where they really can take ownership of their own PR and get great media coverage, which for a small business is an incredibly cost-effective way to get huge awareness and huge credibility. Yeah, this course is a killer price. Definitely, I'm assuming this, is it US dollars or UK? Yeah. US dollars, yeah. US dollars, people, this is an amazing deal. I know people who have responded to to hero request or put out a press release that gained $27,000 of new business. So this course is definitely an investment, not an expense. So check it out. Alistair, before I ask my signature question, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast, Famous Business, and where people yeah. can listen? Yeah, so the famous business, um, but it's been running about a year now. And on that, I speak to entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners from right around the world. We've had smart watchmakers from Bangalore and India, vitamin companies from New York, food businesses from England, um, sports businesses from Australia. And on there, the, 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 what unifies all these businesses is I want to understand how they've used PR and communications to really put themselves on the map, to go from a, sitting around a kitchen table where nobody knows about them to being you know, you know, really successful businesses that have built a huge reputation and crucially how they've used the media, how they've used social media as well to really uh, build their reputations. And it, I absolutely love doing it. And it's, yeah, like I think we've got about 60, 60 odd episodes up there now. And also on the show, I kind of, every few weeks I share some PR tips and strategies and tactics that you can apply in, in your business today. So uh, you can find the famous business in uh, on all good podcast players, iTunes and uh, uh, Stitcher and, and, and uh, the like. And uh, also if you go to class-pr.com, and click on podcasts, all the episodes are there as well. And you can listen to my beautiful, silky English voice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an amazing podcast. That is great. So check out the podcast, people. Leave them a five-star review on iTunes as well. Alistair, are you ready for the signature question on this podcast? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready. I'm so ready. What time, is it? what time is it where you are right now? It's 5.30 in the afternoon. Good. We'll wrap up so you can catch the rest of the soccer games, right? Yeah. I haven't started yet, but I'm very, very excited. It's, I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, but let's, let's hope that by now England have won the World Cup. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm <laughs> going to sound very stupid. <laughs> this is coming out in the middle of August, so I suspect <sighs> we'll know by then. But let's assume that England is the number one team. Go England. That's it. That's it. If you had one more hour in your day, 25 mm -hmm. hours every day, what would you do with your extra hour? <sighs> that is a good question. I think I would probably spend that time reflecting on what I'd done in the other 24 hours. So I think I, I, sometimes I wish I had more time to kind of take account of what I'd done in that day and work out where what had been most effective, where putting my energy had delivered the most results. And, uh, and then I would kind of learn from that a bit quicker. Sometimes, you know, I've got two small children as well and uh, I have another business and it just, sometimes you're so in, in the moment of like building businesses. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that, that having a little more time sounds, might sound a bit passive, but a little more time just to sit and reflect and to let my 
mind naturally uh, kind of present me with the the, the ideas that, that are going to really help take the business forward. I would I would love that because I really believe that great creative ideas don't come from sitting and thinking too hard. It's sometimes when we kind of just uh, rest the mind a bit that suddenly inspiration pops up. So I would use the hour for inspiration. That's an amazing answer. Yeah, too many people, we get so caught up in the churn of all the stuff we need to get done, especially with you having a family and two businesses, yeah. that really just taking a step back. And what perfect timing, too. We have a holiday tomorrow in the U.S. to really do nothing in your business and just let the ideas and creativity uh, flow. Do you know, I, I really believe that. I think there's so much focus sometimes on like this strategy for doing, you know, five, eight ways to, to, to grow your business or, you know, there's, there's, that, there's, there's a lot of value in those tools and tactics. But sometimes I actually think stepping back from it all, letting your mind kind of calm down and rest. And I've often had my best ideas and inspirations. Those kind of eureka moments have come when I've not been thinking about it. It's kind of like that when we exercise too. People that are training for a marathon or some sort mm -hmm. of competition, they actually have rest days worked into their plan so that they give their body a chance to recoup. Totally makes sense. Elster, we covered tons of stuff on this <laughs> podcast. I know one thing we didn't cover are your nine steps to see if your business is newsworthy. Do you want to wrap up with that or some other quote or even some inspiration before we end the podcast? Yeah, I think the nine, I think people can check out the nine, the nine, the nine tests to find out if your business is newsworthy at class-pr.com. Um, That's fine. Like I say, they fit under the three main types of news story. You've either got a business news story, a human interest story, or an events-based story, a launch or uh, or, 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 or something that's connected to a bigger existing news event. So people can can understand more about what makes their business newsworthy in those nine tests at class-pr.com. I think what I'd like to finish with is what I really want people to take away from this is if they understand that media coverage is going to really help build trust in their business, going to raise their awareness levels and build credibility. Once they've, once they've had that realization and when business owners do, it's like a light bulb moment going on. Then just think about how you can tell newsworthy stories about your business. Don't try and think, don't approach this from, oh, right, how can we get you know, Inc. to write about us? How can we get Forbes to write about us? Think about what makes us newsworthy, what makes us you know, of interest to a journalist, and how can I help them to do their job? If you approach from how to help a journalist do their job, you will get the results you're after. That's phenomenal. I love that. Alistair, thanks so much for being on the show today. Lots of really interesting new viewpoints on PR, which is public relations and press releases. Listeners, yeah. I am looking, <laughs> listeners, I'm looking for newer business owners interested in accelerating their business in just one year. The next Turbo Ascent group coaching program is forming right now. It's a combination of coaching, training, accountability, peer advisors, and a mastermind think tank. Just go to nancygaines.com slash consulting to learn more. If you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.